Welcome, my friends, to Scribe Era of the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. I feel like now each week I need to announce the size of the episode. Yeah, I think I think we can give that up. I don't think you need to preload, like it's, prep people for it. Because we've got like the little intros, like I'm Riley, I'm Dennis, we to solve your problems. And then immediately Big show now today. And now, what was that? Usually it's big show today. Yeah, that's why now I need to feel like I need to qualify. You know what? Mystery show. Will it be big? Will it be small? You don't know. Only way. Only way to find out. Thanks to Joachim Karad. Uh, stay fresh, cheese bags. That's it. Yeah. A very, the very, this is a smart budget. <laughs> smart light. Smart this, light. Yeah. yeah. All the fun, exactly. none of the calories. Um, uh, let's get to it, Dennis. We've got a lot to get across today, which is mm. very good. Um, I By the way, we got a lot to get across today. It's just a different way of saying big show today, mate. Well, one thing that I do, uh, let's do the Channel Fiber ad because there's one thing I really want. You know what, Dennis? We've got so much to get across, it's actually a bit of a problem, as we'll talk about. But first of all, ChannelFiber.com, the sponsors of this program. We're very pleased your, to have them on board. All your card game and accessory and content needs. Now, speaking that's of exactly content right. needs, Riley. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about, actually. Um, we got a shout out. Yes, indeed. Go ahead. We got a shout out on Magic FM in which Moshi erroneously claimed I tried to send him money to mm. buy a sponsorship on Magic FM, a sponsorship that would not be worth the paper it was written on for what it's worth, but that's by the no. by. No. Um, but welcome Magic FM fans, if any of you have managed to actually, you know, come into the light and hear the good word. Mm. I'm surprised that any of them managed to figure out how to, you know, make more than one podcast work on their devices. Because if, you, if, <laughs> wow. your taste, if your taste in podcasts is Magic, if, that, if Magic FM is the podcast that you turn to first for your entertainment, I mean... Uh, you 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 must be a few sandwiches short, short of a picnic. I would have thought. Yeah, there for there for the good for the good grace of Riley go we. I guess abusing like new listeners is probably not the best listener acquisition technique. No, it might be good. It might, it's, well, it's not acquisition. It's, it's probably not the best listener retention technique. Yeah, yeah. We've already acquired them. Now we want to keep them coming back. The best way to do that is just be really nasty, right? I mean, we we can be nasty to our more entrenched listeners, right? Which is, I believe, was the next thing you want to talk about. That's but please do go to channelfiber.com yeah. and use code SMAR <laughs> for all your magic and Pokemon and flesh and blood card needs. Okay, we good night. Exactly right. Yes, indeed, channelfiber.com. But no, what I wanted to talk about. Now, listen, we got to have it. We got to have a sit down, right? It's a family meeting. Okay, come and sit down. Every all 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 several thousand of you, the listeners of this show, right? Actually, we're not talking to all several thousand. We're talking to the people who write in. Now, we appreciate that a lot. The show would be nothing without listener contributions. Quite literally. It would just be Dennis and I talking about stuff that isn't anything to do with magic, which, hey, doesn't sound that bad, but this is a magic advice podcast and we and we, we live and die with the listener submissions. Mm-hmm. But you've got to make them shorter, man. You've got to make them shorter. <laughs> there's, only so many, there's only so many hours in the day. Like, you've got you to just cut it de- just a little bit, right? You've got to cut them down. And we said this last week, right? And... I mean, I appreciate some people. Some people really listen. We got a question from Eldrazi of Ravnica. It says, what's up, Riley and Dennis? I have a question, but to increase the chances you'll answer it, I'm going to shorten my message by have you guess what it is rather than writing it. I think definitely you're the asshole on this one. <laughs> not particularly close. <laughs> Very good. Now, that's a good bit of gear. We're not going to be doing it. Don't- go, 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 go. Speed run. Don't, Any percent. don't write that joke in again. Because it was funny once. Don't write it in again. Because it's not going to. It's not. It, it's got to be a very, very clever take on that joke for us to do it again. But please, right? Please, and you know who you are. If you're writing in these questions, right? Just see if you can cut like forty percent of it out. Here's some stuff we don't need to know in in questions, whether it's advice, LGS horror stories, whatever. Right? The weather. Don't need to know that. Don't need to know. Largely speaking, where you were. Don't need to know that. Don't need to know your record. Don't need to know your deck list. 
<laughs> just Dennis is sitting here letting me be the bad cop when he hates this just as much as me. Dennis, you I have a every single one. Well. Each pinned to my fridge, pride a place amongst each other, Riley. Dennis, I and love I have, the submissions we get from all right. our listeners. I, I, this and this is Dennis. We went into this being like, we got to address it, right? Like You're the, right. Some the, of the, the questions like, are too long. And Dennis is now being like, oh, no, I love them. No, they're great. Riley, I don't know what you're talking about. You are hanging me out to dry, my friend. All right. I'm looking up a word counter. Yeah. Less than 400 words. 400 words is the max. <laughs> 400 words max? That's generous, too. That's a lot as well. That's like, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. of. If you can't get it done in 400 words... Most of these questions are... And these like like, like, look, we got one coming up today, Riley... Mm. I got the word counter open here. Yeah, three fifty six. Cutting it close. Cutting it close, cutting but it's it close. I'm looking at it now on the dock, and it is okay. It's about half a page, right? All right, four hundred words, please, please, please. We're, we're we're begging you. And again, as Eldrazi, look, Eldrazi Ravnica. You know, shorter the question, greater the chance of getting it read out. What do you think the question was? Will this get read out in the podcast? In that case, yes. But we can refer to Dennis's previous question or previous answer. You are. You are the asshole. You are the magic asshole. Yes, indeed. Anyway, um, let's get underway, Dennis, with the show proper. Let's kick things off with an LGS horror story. You want to read us uh, Orange Joe's submission here? Orange Joe writes in and says, Hey, fellas, I have an LGS horror story for you. Back at the pre-release for Oath of the Gatewatch, some friends and I were visiting a friend in another state. We decided to do a pre-release event at a store that we had not been to before. This pre-release was special because it was two at a giant, which none of us had ever played before. We were also excited because the store advertised that if you signed up for the pre-release, you would get an extra pack just for playing. That's actually quite normal. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's good. It's a nice little Yeah, yeah we'll take it. Know. We'll get, in we get there, pay, and grab our pre-release kits. As we sit down to start opening our packs, one of the store workers runs over to our table and says, hey, I forgot to grab one of your packs from you when you signed up. We looked at him confused and asked him to explain what he was talking about. He then proceeds to tell us that at pre-releases, everyone needs to give back one of their packs to be used as prize support because they never get enough. So, whoa, 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 back it up. So this LGS offers a one pack bonus just for playing, right? Like that's a gar- you walk it. That's safe. That's in the bank. That's going home with you. And they're doing that by taking a pack out of your pre-release kit. I think yes. So you're guaranteed a bonus pack that should have been yours anyway when you registered for the event. Like, are these people opening not twelve but eleven packs? It sounds like the, the- no, 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 ten. Ten, it sounds sorry. like each, each person is giving back a pack. So like a two-headed giant pool is now 10 packs. And it's like, oh, as a special treat, once you finish, we'll give you these two packs back. What is this? What I, I mean, I've, I'm not an accountant. I don't know how to cook a book, Dennis. But this is this seems like very, book cooking, man. This seems very creative accountancy. Anyway, and, and the, the, the submission is not even like, we're like halfway through. What's go, no. what got, there's more to come? There's more to come. Not we protested, says our Joe. And he tells uh-huh. us we have to or will we drop from the event. Not wanting to lose out on our prizes or the bonus pack, we each give him our packs. So yeah, you're right, down two. None of us did well enough to get any prizes, so after our last match, we went to the front counter to get our, you know, consolation pack, which you'll notice is this is like with that riddle where like everybody pays a dollar. Where did the missing dollar go? Like you already given you're not getting a bonus pack, you're getting your no. original pack back. You you're you're getting the, you're getting the pack you deposited back yeah, later. Then they tell us that we have to come back on Wednesday to get it. Why? It's behind the counter. You gave it back to them. Seeing as only one of us actually lives in that state, we asked if we can grab them for us, and our just worker tells us, sorry, we don't do that here. You have to come in on Wednesday, or it's your pack is forfeit. Willy Wonka style, Riley, you get nothing good day, sir. No, this is bloody 
you know, grand old party Republican Party style. They're wanting bloody voter ID to pick up a pack. <laughs> After the event, I contacted Wizards. The correct thing to do goes straight to the Magic Police. And they reassured me that this is not what is supposed to happen at pre-releases and that they would investigate. But as far as I know, nothing happened to the store. So you have to turn up with photo ID, with your birth certificate, dental records. Mm-hmm. In person. Ridiculous. Ridiculous from beginning to end. What is this shop? I... <sighs> the thing is, pre-release packs... I mean, I haven't been to a paper pre-release for a long time, but at least in my memory... No, I got a pre-release pack for Strixhaven recently because I, mm-hmm. I did the pre-release... I did the, 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 the release, release party. party. Yeah, exactly. So I do have one. I did have one. The packs come sealed in a box. Like... For the store to be like, oh, no, you're supposed to give one back. It's like, why did they package them like I'm supposed to have all of them then? Oh, it's not supposed to. You're supposed to give back. It's, that's what we do here. I think the store maybe used to offer a free pack when you did your pre-release, which is very normal because Wizard sends you two packs per player anyway. Yeah. That's price support. Yeah. So often it was like a pack for a win and a pack for playing, right? Yeah. 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 Um. So that was, I think that used to be the case. And then purses got a little tight. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff got a little tricky, and the only way they could finance that promise and keep that poster up in the door yeah. was to scalp them off the packs you used to play in the event. I hate this. I hate this. This makes me very cross. This is right? brutal. It's so bad. And then also the the thing at the end, it's like, they're, like they're not even they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're taking these players for a ride. Oh, well, can we pick it up later? No, it must be in person. Well, we don't live. Ah, well, well, sorry. You you must you must come back Wednesday for them. And if you do not, oh, straight in the incinerator. Not even Friday. The release date of the product. Like it's like you have to come back on Wednesday. Sorry. You have to come back specifically on Wednesday, and you must be here in person. Why? You've got a box of them just there. I can see the I can see the pack that I gave back. Because to the you. guy wanted to keep the packs. What do you mean, why? <laughs> Ridiculous. This annoys me so much, Orange Joe. As far as I know, nothing happened to the store. I hope that's not. I the tell case. you what did happen, Riley. Okay, yeah, put well, on blast on a two bit uh, on a third rate podcast with fourth rate hosts. We don't even know. We just know that it's the state that Orange Joe doesn't live in, so that narrows it down. Uh, let's assume Orange Joe lives in California. Okay. That's statistically the most likely state for Orange Joe to live in. Also, Orange County. Could be from Orange County. Very Okay. We, we're really dialing. We're, we're doxing listeners on the live on the show, Dennis. You love to see it. How, on brand. Um, so it's likely that it's probably Nevada, Arizona, or like, or, is it Oregon or Washington? Well, Oregon, right? The neighboring Oregon. states. I guess they, but there are airplanes, Dennis, as well. They could fly anywhere. Um... Now, Oath of the Gate, watch. Visiting a friend. Mm, friend could have gone to college anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Also, it could be a non-American state. Could have been Western Australia. Who knows? It, it could have been, yes. Could have been Western Australia. <laughs> it's too likely, but it's not impossible. No, not impossible. Well, the mystery will continue. Orange Joe will get you one day. Well, well the, we, you know, we can add more clues to the Orange Joe pin board with all the red uh, twine that we've got there trying to trying to finally nail the identity of this uh, this person but dennis the mystery will continue for at least another week we got another question here from el hombre palo do you want to see what yeah. for us yeah this one this one is uh, if you were cross beforehand strap in get ready because you, you're about to bust a vein in your artery here our lgs is a very casual environment usually with less experienced players so when i go to play fnm i have a very laid-back approach and allow people to rectify their plays and also do it myself at time but only if my opponent allows me to of course at what is it regular casual rel not a problem right Obviously, there's taxis, backsies, no worries. 
My friend, on the other hand, is very strict on taking things back and advocates for tight gameplay, even in the smallest events. Mm. We all know someone like that. One of them, they're, one of them, they're assholes. You one of those, one of those, one of those nerds, right? This is fine. I don't like being so serious when the stakes are low and the overall environment is so casual, but I respect that he does. So when we were matched together, and I forgot to tick up my vial before my drew before I draw. He didn't let me rectify it. And then a few turns later, I forgot that his Archangel Avacyn would transform in the next upkeep, and I played creatures into it, uh, which he let me do, not pointing out that they'd die immediately, of course. Avacyn Those are two you. very different examples. Well, they're, they're two examples of, like, game you making a gameplay error or not remembering something and the opponent being a bit of a, you know, a, a, you, a bit of a... Go on. You not remembering something and mm. you forgetting something was going to transform mm. or or, like, you know... Like a, a trigger that was going to happen, like you knew, it's like playing into an onboard trick, basically. Yeah. I mean. Well, whether or not they're from, they're certainly under the same umbrella of not playing correctly. Right? They're different, though. I forgot my trigger. Like that could never happen on Magic Online or on Arena or whatever. Sure. Because it's a trigger. Yes. Whereas I killed your thing, forgetting that that would transform Avacyn into mm-hmm. Avacyn the Purifier. Mm hmm. That's on you. That's a mistake. That's not the same thing. Certainly, but they're both under the umbrella of not playing the, a game of magic as well as you could, right? I don't. I, I. I think I would say, oh, you forgot to tick up your vial. Yeah. I guess you can say no to the vial, can't you? Yes. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm back around. These are these are similar enough. I take they're, it back. But, but they're similar enough for the purpose of this story, as you'll see, right? These are these Sorry. are two suboptimal plays, right? That's the important part. The two suboptimal plays that were made here that the opponent didn't let um, uh, El Hombre Palo take back. That's the important part here, right? Because now comes the prestige tennis. Mm -hmm. All of this is fine. In the end, it's me making the mistakes, so I didn't argue. But then he targeted his own flagstones of Trocare with a ghost quarter to grab two planes when I had Ashiok Dream Render in play. This wouldn't wouldn't let him search his library, meaning that he would have just double strip-mined himself. I told him he couldn't search his library. As well, right? Yeah. Say again. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, and I—it's it, a very big mistake to have made. Now, how do you think this was resolved? I told him he couldn't search, and so he took it back. I told him no, he couldn't, and he straight up ignored me and put his lands back on the battlefield. One rule for me, Riley, and another for you. Well, this is different, Riley. This opponent's obviously much better at magic. They'd never make mistakes like that. They'd never make mistakes like that if they're they real. If you were, if you were playing nonsense cards like Ashiok Dream Render instead of real cards like Archangel Avacyn, you know. Yeah, what format is this? I, I assume it's EDH. <laughs> yeah, like, I assume it's EDH. <laughs> I don't know which deck you're playing, like uh, Aethervile and, and Ashiok, but I, I mean, I want to see the list. Um, anyway, if it were a bigger event, I would have called a judge, but the store doesn't have one. It's not like the owner knows the rules better than we do, so there wasn't really any figure or authority to call. I could have just not I could have just not let the game go on until he put the lands back in the graveyard, but I didn't deem it big enough to make an argument out of it. So he just kept his lands, and I won anyway, both the justice. game and the event, but it bothers me that you act like such an arsehole in a tournament where we were just a couple of, with just a couple of packs on the line. So justice was served, Dennis, but this is the sort of thing, if someone behaved like this with me, like, what planet do you live on? Being a rules like lawyer is one thing, Riley. Being a crooked rules lawyer is a whole other. Being what? Yeah, being a rules lawyer on the take, like yeah. being a corrupt rules lawyer. If you're like, and and this is one of the uh, one of the um, uh, responses to the submission on the Discord that I really like. This comes to us from Shark Templar, a uh, a long time uh, a, a long time uh, jackal aficionado. Here it says, I know that dude is your friend, but he is one hundred and twenty percent the sorceress rectum here. 
I would not have let him take that back for love, love nor money. Live by being a if if you live by being a tight ass, being if you live by being tight ass about the rules, you die by being tight ass about the rules. Live by the sword, die by the sword for sure. That is grade A bullshit. Honestly, this is number one bullshit. It's incredible that this person can can get away with something like that. What 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 hyper inflated image do you have to have of yourself to walk around and act like this every day? I don't get it, man. I don't understand how you could walk around and be like, you know, how you can be in a shop and be like, oh, that, that you forgot this trigger. You can't take that back. And then just make a, an egregious mistake, right? Like, it's just entitlement, surely. You, they got to wake up every morning, dust off the prize packs and the game day play mats and look themselves in the mirror and think, this like, is yep, who I am. Today is my day. Yeah. And, you know, your your distinction between the um, the Aetherville and the Avacyn thing there, I mean, sure, right? No, no, I, I take it back. No, no, no. But even with that distinction, even if we don't include the thing, the- the the flagstones into the Ashiok is exactly the same as playing creatures into the Archangel Avacyn. It's exactly the it's same. exactly the same as that. Even if we take the Ether Vial out of the equation, which I'm happy to do at this point, right? That that piece of evidence is not is not necessary to convict yes. the, the, this person here. You know, we rolled it in. We've got the Exhibit B brought in, all ready to go to present to the jury, and they're just like, we don't need to see it. Honestly, at this point, we can wrap the trial up right now. This is not a. This is not an am I the asshole question, right? This is a. This this is this person is the asshole. Yes, there's no no debate here. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, that that one. Who? I got me riled up. Okay, let's yeah. just try. Let's try, let's try to calm down, down a little bit here. Let's move on to our next one. Following here. following the uh, the tragic deaths of test subjects one through five, your question from test subject six, Riley. Hello, Dustin Riley. Are we the magical assholes? My friend and I have both been getting together lately to do what we call team drafting on Arena. He and I both really enjoy going over picks and talking through strategies, so we have been having a blast going through drafts together and then trading off piloting the deck while the other person provides advice, helps think about what combat tricks the opponent might have, etc. I know that in a tournament setting, or most in-person magic, in-person magic, uh, sorry, in-person magic in general for that matter, this would range from quite forward up to illegal. I think it just goes quite, straight to illegal, by the way. Quite, yeah, quite frowned upon to, yeah. to illegal. Sorry, quite forward. Yeah, yeah quite, quite forward. Bottom. It'd be very forward. Now, do you mind if my friend who sits here and... Well, you're being very forward. Oh, well, I that, think it's That fine. is very forward. Huh? Yeah, it is very forward. <laughs> but it's honestly really fun to do with my friend, and it doesn't feel completely different from helping someone build a seal pool at an event or using a draft overlay to see a Magic Pros card rating on each card. Mm. To possibly make things even worse, though, I play on two free-to-play accounts, so my rank is often lower than what my real rank should be. Smurfing as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to Diamond before during a format, but lately we've been playing in the Bronze to Gold tiers because that's where my accounts are at. Do we deserve to have the magical police called on us for subjecting our unwitting opponents to battles against a hive-minded Cerberus? Dennis, I can't believe this, and I can't believe the test subject has come forward and admitted to this. The net brazen is closed cheating. on you. We Brazen cheating. Now, Dennis, I you would never do You can't have this. people watching you play Magic. And telling you what to do. I would never do this, Dennis. You and I would never. I would never, ever. I hope nobody Googles, even- Googles, Googles wind in the slam and finds thousands of videos of me doing exactly this. I would <laughs> never, ever. I mean, okay, Dennis, even if you used to do it, right? You wouldn't do it today. And nor would I. I wouldn't, you know, broadcast myself mm, playing ridiculous. magic to people. Because obviously you can't meet people in person at the moment. So like. Riley, I, lo- I love this bit. I want to take a different tact with this bit. Oh, are we, are we? Is this is this a bit pivot? It's it's a, it's a bit pivot in the middle of the pivot. bit. I hadn't even finished the bit, and we're pivoting. Even, okay, we're pivoting. We're pivoting. Dennis, I'm it's ready. ready. I, I, I'm bailing we out of this bit, this bit, and we're we're going a brand new direction. Let's go. So, what you were joking about is the fact that you stream on Twitch to hundreds of people, you know, most days of the week, yes. who are you know commenting on you play magic. Yes, and we know Riley. Mm. There is no finer fountain of knowledge than Twitch chat. 
Yeah, it's rich doth the yeah. wisdom flow from the mouths of XX COD player sixty nine XX in Twitch yes. chat. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's chat actually not. Good. It's not. It's not that much of an advantage, really, is it? No. No. I mean, not. when you have two, when you have two people sitting there, it is a little bit of an advantage. But do you? How much of an advantage do you get from from chat, Riley? I will admit, like, sometimes chat are like, oh, you should do this. I'm like, oh, I didn't think of that, right? But a lot of the time it's like, so I posted, this is a tweet that I posted, like, a, a couple of months ago, right? Because <laughs> I was in a combat, like, I was in combat, and um, two messages in, like, right next to each other. One was like, um, just block everything. And the other person was, let everything through. <laughs> just- it's like the internal battle in your brain. Exactly, man. right? And then those are the two opposite ends of the spectrum because there were like four creatures out. So some people saying, I'll block this, block that, do this, do that. And also no one, get, like, I think a lot of people in Twitch chat are like, I know what the Twitch, I know what the, the streamer should do. I'll I'll type in a very vague description of it and they'll be able to read by mind. <laughs> Don't. They'll block, they're like, uh, block the dude with the guy and the 2-2 gets through. It's like, all right, there are three 2-2s out, right? <laughs> it's even worse when I'm playing like, because I play a lot of knights on my stream. They're like, oh, block the knight. Oh, if they kill the knight here, but it's like, they're all knights. Every <laughs> single one of them is a knight. So um, I would say that- The, no, even, wor- the even worst thing though was the delay where oh, they'll yeah. just say, I don't think that's a good idea. Yes. And you're oh, like, no, no, which no. part? Which part, exactly. Yeah. And it, 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 you go like, oh, should I block? Or do you think I should, uh, do I block or do I just let it through? And someone goes, yes. Like, huh? Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually- um, outlawed saying missed lethal in my chat i'm so sick of it when people come in and they're like oh miss lethal it's like you need to explain how you can't just come in and say that i miss lethal because it doesn't help all you're doing is proving that you're smarter than me great a lot of people most people are smarter than me right it doesn't help the broadcast at all you can't just come in and say miss lethal explain say oh if you'd block this if you'd killed that if you'd done whatever right Mate, chat lethal is its own whole thing like if if chat lethal was was real lethal no game magic will make it past two and three ever Yes, exactly. You, you yeah. go Forest Land where else? Oh, miss Lethal. Yeah, Miss Lethal. Wow, yeah, I can't believe you're still playing. Uh, so maybe my bit about the whole, oh, I would never broadcast with people watching and helping me wasn't as fertile as I thought. Dennis, thank you for the bit pivot. Bit pivot. Bit the, bit, the bit pivot worked very well. Um, in my view, there's nothing wrong with this. And obviously, I'm going to say this as a streamer. But like at the end of the day, if you're playing on ladder, you're playing for what? The difference between four and five packs at the end of the season? No, no, no. What you're playing for... Cause these guys are smurfing as well, Riley. These are diamond players playing in bronze to gold. Yeah, yeah. Two of them. They're not playing for packs. They're playing to crush pl- their enemies. They're playing for misery. They're playing for misery. Playing to playing to crush their enemies and see them driven before them. Yeah, they're playing to drink that sweet, sweet misery juice through the computer screen. I don't think that's You know what happened man. to you and I when we played Apex Legends this morning, Riley, where we dropped and we turned around and people just shot us in the head and that was the end of the round? It was terrible. I, I didn't enjoy playing Apex Legends this Today morning. Today was awful. Yeah. That, was, that was what these guys are doing. Just Smurf and Hardcore. In the, Smurf in the, and Hardcore. I think it's fine, man. I, I think, it's, think it's fine. I think it's fine. No, I think it's fine. Like, I remember, so uh, the arena, what was on? Arena Open this weekend, right? Yeah. Slightly different because there's actual like money on, and stuff on the line for that. And uh, I, ra- I rated- well, that um, money, We talk about this. That money comes from corporations. It, just, it doesn't count. Oh, so it doesn't count. Not, it's, 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 <laughs> take it. Just take it. Steal the money. It's fine. No, and I rated Corey recently and he was playing an SCG satellite, I think, which is also, mm-hmm. again, a tournament with real prizes that have a, ta- that have a, uh, like a competitive REL, which is difficult to enforce, sure, when you're, uh, when you're playing online. But Corey was like, oh, just so everyone knows, you know, thanks for the data, thanks for coming, come and you know, hang out, whatever. But largely speaking, I don't read chat while I'm playing because I don't want to, you know, 
I don't want there to be any sort of suggestion that I'm breaking the rules or anything else like that, right? So it is the sort of thing that when you're playing online, you are able to self-moderate that behavior and that sort of stuff. But if you're playing on ladder, man, like, come on. I mean, no one, no one, no reasonable person is going to be like, this is unfair. This is, you are, you it are. It is definitely, it is unfair. It's just unenforceable. It is absolutely unfair. It's not unfair to an unacceptable degree, as far as I'm concerned. Like you're running, That is like only you- because how difficult it is to enforce. If I were playing at an FNM, right, and I was playing against someone and their mate was sitting next to them and being like, oh, maybe you should do this, maybe you should do that. You would be annoyed. Yeah, I guess I would, actually. I'm just trying to think about think, it. Like, think about that. That would be awful. <laughs> yeah. Unless the player were, like, really new. Yeah. Unless they unless they cracked open their Ajani Planeswalker deck right before the standard. Yeah, event. Yes. Unless it's the actual first draft, probably. No, no, you're right. You're right. Okay, yeah. No, you're right. The Why fact is it different online, like, online then? Why am I happy to let it go online? Because you, you, you can't see the entirety of Team CFB hitting in the ho- sitting in the hotel room with the draft up on the TV playing against you. Because it's so it's just it's unenforceability. Yeah, it's it's invisibility. You you don't know you you don't feel like you're being yeah. cheated. Yeah, that's that's probably part of it. It's less the enforceability. It's, it's just the invisibility of it. It's the fact that you don't know. Yeah, no, that's it, isn't it? You just don't know you're being cheated. I, well, it's not being cheated. I think, but, I, I think this is the, I, mean? I think this is the first time we're going to have this verdict for on. Te- on, on this podcast already for an am I the asshole question what's that I think you are the asshole but I don't think anybody cares yeah yeah there you go continue you on your quiet, continue on your merry silent, way a silent asshole yeah yeah the silent and uh, this is the victimless crime no, it's not a victimless mm. crime. The victim is your opponent as you crush them mercilessly into the, the per- dirt. This is just the, per- this is just the you, perfect crime. As the, di- the diamond-ranked drafter just, just beams people in the... Uh, in the in the bronze queues, yeah. Wow, this is just the perfect crime. Do you know what I'm and worried you, about, Dennis? This this is test subject six, right? You you said test sub- subject one through five. Mm-hmm. What about test subject zero? Oh, who's the test subject zero? Who's we the didn't think Smurf? we didn't think about that. The Papa ultimate Smurf. test subject, Papa Smurf. <laughs> Papa Smurf. Oh, very good. All right, should we move on? This one's a bit more serious, Dennis. This, yeah, this last one's actually genuine real advice. Yeah, actual real advice question here. This one's going to be... I don't know. I, this one's a little real. I'm, I'm interested to see your take on it. I've certainly got mine, so let's go. Hello, my name might be Susan, writes in and says, Within store play returning to the United States soon, I could use some advice on some new excuses for not going to do things or to see people. I understand there's a longing from a lot of folks to see their friends and go places once it's safe, but not for someone like me. I never want to leave my house or see anyone. Quite frankly, I loved every minute of the pandemic. Instead of being viewed as a weird antisocial recluse, I was being safe and responsible. Mm. I got my magic fix with Arena and Spell Table and was pretty satisfied with that. But now, there's talk of drafting in person again or even shudder to thought to think conventions. What should I tell my friends who like doing these things that I would just rather not? Maybe Susan. Maybe Susan. Potentially Susan. We don't know. Could be named anything, but they might be named Susan. This is who boy. Now, I'm not sure if this person just suffers from social anxiety or mm. they're, if they're agoraphobic. Or, or maybe they're just whatever. very confident in the knowledge that, that they just don't like being around other people. Like there's not, yes. we don't know where it comes from. Well, Susan, you are maybe Susan. 
you are you have written into the right podcast because I am on the line right now with the person who I know has the biggest disparity of people thinking they want to hang out and actually wanting to hang out, and that is Mr. Riley Knight. Oh, it's me. I thought you were going to say that someone else was about to join us. No, I no. I'm one of those people who was like, ooh, a New Year's Eve party. That sounds wonderful. I'd love to. Come oh, and please tell this. Please tell the story. I oh bl- well, but we people know the story. We we did it on the podcast. Like, so for those of you who haven't listened to that episode, like. Dennis, last year, last year, two years ago, 2019, into 2019, Dennis like, hey, I'm having a New Year's party. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. Do you want to fly over? Yeah, do you want to fly to Dublin and and come and you can stay a couple of nights and we'll hang out? And I was like, absolutely, I'd love that. And he was like, really? I'm like, yes, were you just inviting me out of politeness? He's like, no, I mean, I'd like like you to come. I'm just surprised. I'm like, why? Of course I want to come. I'd I'd love to come and hang out with you, spend time with you, right? Then I got to Dennis's place, hung out with him and Nikki. It was a lot of fun. We, you know, we went around, whatever, having a good time, right? But then December 31st comes along and all of Dennis's friends arrive. Mm-hmm. And I was there with Megan. I didn't know anyone. I was like, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I came up to Riley and he was like, yeah, I mean, this is a room of a bunch of people I don't know. And then he looked at me with a sad eyes and said, I don't know why I thought I'd be okay with this. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> like it's a New Year's party. Of course it was. And there was like like music playing and like there was, it was a crowd. Like I just don't feel, I don't mind being... It's Riley went. Riley went to play Breath of the Wild in his bedroom on his Switch. It was like, I don't. It makes me just seem like a bit of a prick, honestly. Right? <laughs> but I think people. This is something that I've I've struggled with a little bit because people expect me to be who I am on coverage and on camera and while I'm recording podcasts and doing streaming and all that sort of stuff. They expect me to be like that 100 percent of the time, and I'm just not. No, it's unbelievable. Like I've like, never met anyone with a bigger difference than Riley. And and we've talked about this a little bit, like, you know, when I'm off, I'm off. You know, I don't talk, I'm very quiet, I'm quite reserved and whatever else, right? And I like I like spending time with people that I know well and whatever else, but like a lot of the time in, in, a, in a social situation, unless I'm performing, unless I'm, like, I have no problem getting up in front of thousands of people and talking to them, unless I'm doing a top eight announcement, um, I will, I'll, <laughs> I'll stand there and I'll talk into a microphone and tell people, no worries at all, right? But- if I'm just in a situation where it's like a party with 30 people, I'm like, oh, I don't, I'll, I'll just sit here quietly. Thank you. It's fine. You know, mm-hmm. and people often think that I'm upset or pissed off as a result of that. I'm not, I'm just quiet. But this pandemic has been interesting because I just haven't had to deal with situations like that at all. And it's been probably less of a burden for people like you and me, Susan, than it has for, for other people because it's like, oh no, I can't come and hang out because I'm at home doing the right thing. Sorry. You know, so great. I don't have to go to this stupid party, you know? Well, that's just parties just don't exist. But yeah, I, I I wouldn't say that I'm quite as far down the road as Susan is with this, or maybe Susan, sorry. But um, I'm definitely in the same kind of realm, yeah. I'm the opposite. I got to get out, man. I got to get out of here. I'm like your friend, Susan. I'm sorry. I, got, yeah. I, 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 I find it difficult to empathize with your position. But um, I am a person who's recharged by social interaction, not drained by it. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely... I, I don't. I don't. I don't think having listened to this podcast, I do not think you would think that I am the more extroverted one out of the two of us. But I think that's true. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I like this is what they say about introvert being an introvert, being an extrovert. Like where you gain energy, and I lose energy when I'm around people, and gain it when I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. And and I think that the opposite is, is is true of you. Anyway, even if you can't empathize with maybe Susan's position, can you advise them on anything that they could be doing? I think you just have to be upfront and be like, yeah, I'm not super interested in that. I mean, you'll get a little bit of mileage out of, I'm not still really comfortable, but that's going to wear thin after a couple of months, I think. That was immediately where I went. It's like, oh, you could, you know, you could say that you're being like really cautious and, and, and careful about the virus and making sure you're not putting yourself at any extra risk. But that, 
that dog's only going to hunt for a little bit. You know, it's not going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. So eventually you're going to have to be able to say, I don't really feel like going to PAX or whatever. Or and, and I think... And there's think- nothing wrong with that, by the no. way. Like, I don't... If anyone is being... So I can understand people being like, oh, come and come hang out. You know, it's just a couple of us. Come and hang out. Like, you know, come and draft. There's eight of us. We want to go to what if, what's his name's place. Come and draft with us, right? People might put push back on that like within reason because they like you, they're your friend, they want you know they want to see you, right? And that kind of that's a bit more defensible. But if anyone is like get in the hump with you because you won't go to PAX, like get out of town. Yeah, I, and I, but I, I do think it is. Hey, we're all drafting at Jason's tonight. I think that might be the the battlefield that Susan's going to die on here. Yeah, the I don't want to go to that. Mm-hmm. Then that I don't want to. Te- I don't want to be one of the. I don't want to add fuel to the fire and be like, oh, you know, it won't be that bad. Maybe you'll have fun, like because that's obviously not. What, I, what, I would say dip your toe and try it if you if you're nervous about it, but it, it, you're gonna learn pretty quick whether you like it or not. Yeah, and if you don't like it, like you shouldn't continue to do it. It's a shame that like social norms are gonna sort of pressure you to do things that make you feel uncomfortable. Um, and I don't know. After after a year of this, or or more of this sort of you know enforced isolation, and, and you finding you that you've really enjoyed it, I, I have to say, Susan, and, and like. I, you know, I really apologize if this is not the sort of thing you want to hear. Maybe this isn't what you wrote in because maybe this isn't useful, right? But after a year of isolation uh, that I didn't mind too much, broadly speaking, right? Like I, I was I was generally okay with lockdowns and, and just staying at home every day. I went for like a hike and I love hiking. And I went for a hike recently for the first time in a long time, just a couple of weeks ago. And I loved it. Now, I know that I love hiking, right? But I hadn't missed it. Mm-hmm. When I was in this lockdown, I wasn't like, oh, I wish I was out hiking. I'm like, ah, great. I get to spend another day at home playing video games, right? And I enjoyed it for the most part. It was some tough times. that everyone had tough times. But then when I actually went out and did the thing, I was like, oh, actually, this I, I remember this. <coughs> oh, my goodness. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I, went and, I went and did these things, right? And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. I remember this. Oh, I like this, right? So maybe this isn't helpful, and I apologize if it's not, but, but perhaps – you have forgotten some of the redeeming qualities of hanging out with people. If that's not the case, I apologize. And again, I'm not trying to, you know, tell you, oh, it'll be okay, just go along. But maybe it's not as bad as it as you remember it being. And that was certainly the case with me, like going and hiking. It's like, oh, I forgot how much I like this. I forgot that there was stuff that I really enjoyed about leaving the house. But if that's not useful for you, I apologize. And I, you know, it's 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 not probably not what you want to hear. I agree with you. I think you should try it, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have you might have to have that discussion of like, yeah, guys, I don't really feel like doing this. Mm-hmm. Or this is having like a lot of fun, or I'm gonna give this one a miss. And like Right, is something you struggle with? Or people like you can only say no to so many invites before you stop being invited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that something that you struggled with? Not hugely, no, because like I don't mind. Like when people don't invite me to like a party, I'm like, well, that's fine because I wouldn't. Jokes on you! I didn't want to go anyway. Yeah, I I didn't really want to go anyway. Right, so it doesn't it doesn't bother me too much. Doesn't sound like it's going to bother Susan. I just wonder what else like. What are your needs here? Do you need any social interaction? Like, are you enjoying? You say you play spell table. Obviously, you're, you're interacting with other people socially via spell table. That sort of stuff. Is that something that you want to continue, or, or do you just want to be, uh, you know, a, a, a recluse and, and not talk to people, not interact with people? Just you know, you have your podcast, you, you listen to whatever, and you, you play magic and that sort of stuff. Really, it's not up to anyone else to tell you how to live your life. You just mm-hmm. need to maximize your own individual happiness and. If that involves cloistering yourself away from the world, and if this is something you've learned about yourself from the pandemic, that you really don't need or want social interaction outside of that, don't let other people tell you how to live your life. Don't let other people tell you that you're wrong to, to want that, right? 
what should I tell my friends who like doing these things that I would just rather not? You tell them that you'd rather not. And if they don't accept you, they're not very good friends. Like, yeah. You've, I think it's important for you, Susan, to have some empathy and realize that these people want to see you because they like you. And it's not, but it's, they don't want, they're not doing it because they want you to suffer. They don't want you to go through these trials and tribulations. It's, it's just that for them and for so many people around the world, the way that people express their enjoyment of someone else's company is by being with them in the same, like Dennis and I have a close friendship, but it's not one that is particularly uh, sort of corporeal, corporeal, exactly. Like it's, it's on either side of the, of the, of the IRC, but if I were given the choice, I would rather do all of the interaction that Dennis and I have online. I would much rather in real life. I'd rather like no, work no, in an no. office with Dennis, for example, right? But that's not an option that's afforded to us and we make the best of it. But if your actual factual preference is for, for no interaction with people, they need to understand that you have priorities, goals, or needs that are, that are different to what, you know, that sort of run against the grain of general society. And I don't think that's unreasonable to ask of your friends, Really, even if it means they get to see you less, I don't know. Am I? What do you think of this, Dan? Is that, like that's coming from me, the introvert. What do you think as the extrovert? Do you think that's just completely ridiculous, or is there something? No, it's not ridiculous, but it is hard for your friends to not feel rejected by that, even if that's not what you intend. And this is a very useful, useful perspective because I didn't consider this right. This is the empathy that you need to have for your friends when they're what when they're fear. And so, so yeah, talk to us, Dennis, about what the extrovert. If I'm like, hey, Riley, let's. If I'm like, hey, Riley, let's play league. I'd love for you to come along, or we're playing Civ. Let's come. Let's hang out with me and my other friends, for example, especially. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't really feel like doing that. I don't feel like doing that. It feels like, okay, well, Riley doesn't really want to hang out. Yeah. Period. Mm. The nuance is lost over time. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not that I don't um, want to hang out. I don't want to play bloody League, league of Legends. Right. <laughs> well, I just don't understand why you wouldn't want to play League. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. How could you not want to play League? Like, that, no, it can't be that. It must be the, ch- it's the children who are wrong. Yeah. No. Um, you. Ha- I think there might be... And I don't, I don't really want to tell someone to compromise on their... How they want to spend their time, especially if it's based in something like you know issues with social anxiety yeah, and like that. Yeah, but there course. might have to be sometimes where, like, oh, I'm going out for me, I'm going out for me, I'm going for me, and sometimes it has to be this one's for them. Yeah, I've been to plenty of birthday drinks that I didn't want to go to because I didn't like the person or I didn't like the birthday. Yeah, but twenty six, no feel on that one. But no, um, I think there are, there are some sometimes you don't go out for yourself, and that does not mean you can't have fun. Often you actually will. Mm. But sometimes you you do it to maintain the relationship so that you you continue to have the option of going out when you want to. Dennis makes a really good point here. And look, you know, social anxiety issues aside, all relationships require maintenance mm-hmm. and compromise, right? Like every- I am personally awful at that. Um, and in, in every relationship that you have, whether it's personal, professional, romantic, you're going to have to make compromises and do things that you don't want to do at some point, right? No relationship is perfect in that way. And you might be in a situation after this pandemic, and maybe there are other people listening who are like this as well, where you're like, well, I've found the lifestyle that suits me. Zero human contact. I like just being in my apartment, being in my house, not interacting with anyone except for online, right? You, you know, I say you shouldn't let other people tell you how to live your life, and that's true. But by the same token, you can't expect to just have things your way 100% of the time because that's just not how the world works at, for anyone at any point. Even if you're the biggest extrovert in the world, right, you've still got to sleep at some point. You've still got, you're going to have a point in time when your friends are just like, I got to go to work, man. I can't keep hanging out with you. You know what I mean? (laughs) So there is a level of push and shove. There is a level of compromise. And I think that having an open mind and and being empathetic to how this is impacting other people as well as impacting yourself is going to be what you need to guide yourself for. There's not a hard and fast rule that you need to stick to here, I don't think. 
communication between friends and having people be empathetic and understand where you're coming from, understand what your needs are, and and conversely, you understanding what their needs are as well, right? Because if you shut, I say, oh, if they're not going to understand that you need to be close to the way that you need to, you, they're bad friends. If you're going to ignore what your friends want out of you, you're also going to be a bad friend. So Dennis, I think, is right when he says that there's a, there's a level of compromise that needs to be struck. And the funny thing that you said there was like, I've been to a lot of birthday drinks that I didn't want to go to, but you go to them because of course. it's it's about respect, showing the person that you ma- they matter to you and that you you want this friendship to continue, even if you have to do something as distasteful as going to a bar and talking to people. Oh, Ugh. I mean, who wants to do that? Sounds like not Susan. Honestly, knowing you very well, really not you. Not really me. I mean, I'll go to your birthday drinks, Dennis, but like, just don't don't think I'm pissed off when I just kind of you know sit quietly in the corner and maybe chat to like one or two people because it's just not it's not my element, man. It's just not you, man. It's not who I am. I hope that helped. Maybe Susan. I, see, I, I, think, I think we we made some progress there for sure. I feel like we accidentally gave some like reasonable advice. Yeah, I don't love that. No, I don't. Hate, I hate it. Let's let's go back to talking about nonsense, Dennis. Didn't feel good, yeah. Yeah, it felt too real. Oh, awful. Um, I'm interested as we transition now towards the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening into Charizard Me River. I'm very because Dennis and I haven't really discussed this in depth. I'm very interested to see what tone Dennis strikes in this next segment as we talk about the video game that I've been playing over the last week, which is of course Resident Evil. Um, eight. I played Resident yes. Evil Eight. I haven't finished it yet, but I've streamed it. I've I've, I've, str- I've done two streams. I'm going to finish it tonight, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Dennis, uh, what are your? Where are we at with this? I you've played want the game as well. my money back, Riley. Not from Capcom, but from those Australian kids. <laughs> Why is this? This game is not scary, man. Okay, I'm I'm very happy with this tone because the tone that I thought you might strike was insufferably triumphant i thought you might have taken the see it wasn't that bad line Nah. and i'm very glad dennis i want to thank you at this point for not taking the line because that would have really annoyed me (laughs) that would have have vexed me most sorely if you'd attempted to spin this as another win for you it's not scary this game is not scary it's not very scary right at the gate no spoilers for the first 25 minutes of resident evil 8 and not a moment further i promise yep you go in, you're like, you're wandering through the woods. It's very dark. It's in the snow. And you're like, oh my God, this is spooky. Mm. Like, oh, and, and like you hear like a behind you. You're like, yeah. what was that? Oh yeah. boy. And I remember watching Riley be that. I'm like, yes, here for it. Here we go. Here we go. go spooks, spooks alert. Here we go. You go into this house and you come out and you see the bane of all spooks, Riley. Mm. Daytime. Yeah, it's daylight, baby. The whole game's why, in daylight. Why is the game in the daytime it's in the daylight it's so unbelievably it's it, it just it is incredible how much that changes the timbre of the game it's not spooky it's in the daytime it is sometimes stressful the, I, I i i've got as far as the dollhouse dennis you haven't got there yet right no the dollhouse is, that's apparently quite spooky the dollhouse is proper like there, there's stuff that happens in the dollhouse that you just like uh, no, nah, out, can't, no, cancel everything, forget it, I'm going to bed, I'm never sleeping again, right? Like, there's stuff in that that is That's pretty good. Okay. terrifying, right? But for the most part, it's just like a cool escape room. Yeah, it really is a cool escape room, man. Yeah. Like, like I forget, I always forget, every time this happens and rolls around, I'm like, why are there so many puzzles in Resident yeah, Evil games? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'm going to say something here that I didn't anticipate saying. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's fun. I'm not surprised. It's a, it's a fun game. It is visually stunning. 
It is and one you're playing, of the... You're, play, you're playing it basically emulated on a PS4. Yeah, last. I'm playing it on play, PlayStation 4. I mean, oh. the hair and stuff looks a little weird on some of them and like some of the textures are a little weird. But like the game, it's the environment itself is stunning. Like beautiful big car, like castle, which is filled with you know art and, and and furniture and candelabras and all sorts of stuff it's just it's 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 gorgeous it is a gorgeous game right um unlike resident evil 7 which was set in a swampy hellscape where you know it was like decrepit and broken down and disgusting and horrible whereas this game is is a very nice looking game um the gameplay's fun there are puzzles that are good fun to to get through the the combat is like satisfying i guess it's fine it's like it's not a com it's not a combat oriented game but the combat is still fine i'm enjoying this game a lot more than i thought i would dennis we gotta we gotta ratchet it up we gotta get to we gotta get to pt we gotta get to like no silent hill i'm not i'm not doing it man i'm not doing it you like i like the fact that you tricked you tricked me into resident evil 8 and i'm now like i kind of like it man I kind of like it although having said that i still have to play through the last bit so maybe that's going to be really bad but like um, three of the four bosses that I fought so far, only one of them was like very scary. The others were just kind of like cool. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like there's one section. Of, there's one section. One of the bosses' areas is just not scary. Like it's kind of gross a little bit, but like th- there's no. It's not spooky at all. And you found seven spooky outside the last half hour, which is just like a weird military shooter on a boat. Once, once you get. No, no, even the boat was terrifying, man. Like when you're going through like the the deck by deck and there are those monsters and all that sort of stuff, the boat was very scary. The last bit, like the salt mine bit, mm. that's not scary because by that point you've got every weapon, you can just blast all the monsters and like it's not scary, that part. But 80% of Resident Evil 7 was very scary. I would say right. 20% of this is. Okay, we need, <clears throat> we need to pivot. We need to pivot. All right. Another pivot. Here we go. We need to pivot the, the scare Riley video game strategy. So Resident Evil, obviously not going to cut it anymore. Yeah. We got to pivot to Resident Evil 4 VR releasing later this, this year on <laughs> Oculus Quest. And <laughs> all of the old Resident Evil games not that sc- spooky, though. Four is a little scary. Four is, was like, four, four, four is exactly the same as eight, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. That's not that bad, really. It takes place in a village. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is, it is, if you go back and play 4, which everyone considers to be the best one, mm. yeah, actually you'd love 4, it's great. It's all, yeah, 4 is just a good spooky game. Like, very mildly spooky. 7 was the first one that was scary, like, th- these are survival horror games, capital S, lowercase h. Yes, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, they're, they're like, they're a lot more run and gunny, shooty, looty type things that than, than you would have expected. And Resident Evil 8 makes that very clear. You get a gun in, like, the first half an hour mm-hmm. whereas in Resident Evil 7 like I don't even think you don't even get a weapon until like I don't even know when and you can't shoot anything with it even if you did, did you know like the, yeah. the the antagonists are all basically immortal it's I don't know man it, it's not a good horror game but it is a good game and the reason I'm surprised, it's not good, I'm surprised you're just enjoying it man well the, the, the reason I say it's not a good horror game but it's a good game those two things are very closely linked for me <laughs> if something's yeah. a good horror game I don't like it it's not going to be a good game so um no, look, uh, joke's on you, Dennis. No, 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 no. The kids get their $7,500 and I play a video game that I probably wouldn't have played otherwise, but kind of am enjoying a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I like it too, so I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, taking that as a 
consolation prize. Now, what's going to be interesting is when I come back next week, having finished the game, because maybe the last quarter of the game is just the most terrifying part, and like I'm going to have a terrible I've, time. That is not what I've heard, so I think you're okay. We will uh, we will find out tonight. We're recording this on Wednesday. It'll come out on Thursday, but I will have already, you to, by the time this episode comes out, you will have you will be able to go to twitch.tv slash and um and watch the watch the vod in its entirety. So yeah, excellent. Anyway, here's a question for you, Dennis. You're a Resident mm-hmm. Evil fan, right? I don't even know if that's true. I really liked 4. I did not like 2 Remake very much. And I liked 5 because it was a fun co-op game. I didn't play 6 because it looked terrible and apparently it was. And I like 7 and 8 quite a lot. So okay. medium fan. So have you played like 1, 2, 3? No. Okay. All right. So medium fan I think is is, is a reasonable yeah. assessment. There is a moment. Mild spoilers here uh, for Resident Evil 8. Very mild. If you're a fan of the season, if you're a fan of the series, it's probably not going to matter to you that much. But uh, Chris... Hadfield? Was he the astronaut? Redfield, Redfield sorry. Astronaut, Redfield, Had, yeah. Hadfield's the astronaut. Chris Redfield. He, he, he plays something of a role in this game, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, so clearly you're supposed to know who this guy is and what his deal is, right? So uh-huh. I asked the chat, I'm like, so who is this guy and what is his deal? No one could tell me. <laughs> and all of them tried, but there was so many conflicting. And do you know how I felt, Dennis? Huh. I felt exactly the same way as when I asked you, so who is Ocelot? Yeah, 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 yeah. And this led to an interesting discussion in the chat. Which franchise has the more ridiculous and convoluted lore? Is it Resident Evil or is it Metal Gear? That, mm, when you started that sentence, I was like, obviously, but then I thought about it a little bit. I was going to say obviously Metal Gear, but then I thought about it a little bit. Here's what someone in the chat said. I can't remember who said this, but uh, someone said, I think it was Ross, said, all the Resident Evil games have plots that are fully self-contained and make a lot of sense. It's when they try to tie them all together that it just becomes nonsense. Yeah, that is not really the case with Metal Gear. Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Solid has... 2 alone makes very little <laughs> sense. <laughs> exactly. Like, I think Metal Gear Solid 3 definitely has the self-contained spy thriller thing down very well. And it has sort of little bits and pieces in it that if you're a fan of the franchise, you'll enjoy it, Right. You'll enjoy seeing these little sort of Easter eggs almost, right? But Metal Gear has... Metal Gear Solid 1... Metal Gear Solid 1's fine. 2 and 4 are kind of like... You need to be invested. Well, 4 is just tiny. I mean, you haven't even played 5, really. No. Is this next on the agenda? Are you going to trick me to play Metal Gear Solid 5? You've always said that I... I, I like, you said you, I should play because it it's a good game, but... you'd like. I think you'd like... I think... Honestly, 5 is a really great streaming game because it's a very sandbox game. So it's a, bit like, is it's like, a bit more like Hitman. It's Hitman dialed up to a thousand. Right. Okay. It's like it's like it's like like the missions are all like here is a base you have to rescue a prisoner in it. The base is in the middle of nowhere. You can approach it from any angle. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can right. you can ghosty a truck into it. You yeah. can sneak in and take all the guards one by one. You yeah. can Rambo it. Like yeah, it's, it's very it's, it's, it's like a Hitman. great streaming game. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. But which uh, Hitman, I, good? Which uh, which area has the, which which realm which franchise has the more convoluted law? Do you think? It's got to be Metal Gear Solid, right? Like it's it's got. I think be it's Gear. got. Yeah, there there are as much as Resident Evil has, you know, and then Wesker turned into a giant tentacle monster, and we threw him into the volcano. But and like that, which happens at the end of Resident Evil Five. Um, the evacuate. There's just a volcano there out of nowhere, man. You find the final boss, and you throw him into a volcano and shoot him with a bazooka. It's there just wasn't. There wasn't a volcano up until that point. I don't believe. I, a, I don't remember there being one. But a there just was convenient volcano. Sure. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right. Um. There is, I can't think of a single person in Resident Evil's lore who is a quadruple agent. <laughs> yeah, all the Resident like, when people are explaining, like, Chris to me, 
there wasn't a lot of depth to the character, it no. seemed. Like, There's a lot of bicep to the character. Okay, actually, here we go. So the difference, it, it, it's very funny. It's kind of like a circle, right? When I ask you to explain who Revolver Ocelot is, you can't really do it because it's just so complicated. When I yeah. ask people to explain who Chris Redfield is, they can't really do it because there's nothing to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the yeah, opposite. Yeah. It's just like a blank canvas protagonist is what people, is what I got. Also, he punches rocks. Is that a thing? That's in Resident Evil 5. What is that? Like What's the, can you explain the rock punching thing to me? You're pushing a boulder to like get like uh, the, uh, Resident Evil 4 it was like it was right when quick time events were really popular right yeah and okay. it did them really really well yep. there's a box fight in that game that is all quick time events it's actually really fun okay it's just a knife fight it's really cool yep um and 5 came in after and they're like what if we did that again alright and there's a bit later in the game around the volcano section where you and I think her name is Sheva is the name of the other woman in um Resident Evil 5? I'm going to look that up really quickly because I don't remember. Because like I said, I'm not a big Resident Evil fan. And this got, this kind of goes to prove that because if it were a person, if it were an ancillary minor character in Metal yeah, Gear Solid, oh, yeah. Dennis would know right her name, that. her age, her blood type, birthplace, backstory, everything. And like this happens to me. Like playing Resident Evil 4, Ada Wong shows up and I'm like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's you and Sheva, and you're you're pushing this rock, and mm. it's like tap A to push or whatever. And then as you push, as you tap A faster, faster, Chris just starts punching the rock rather than pushing it to move it along. And that's become like a a, a sort of ascended meme within the Resident Evil. Well, I'm gonna go to YouTube right now and tap Resident Evil punch rock and see what comes up. Yeah, I bet that we videos do, of it. Anyway, so the same. I don't know Resident Evil Eight. A better game than I anticipated. It just wasn't as spooky. The daytime part of it was a big thing. The also the fact that it was gothic horror for some reason as well for a lot of it, like werewolves and stuff, just doesn't spook. I don't know why. Werewolves, vampires, zombies doesn't spook me. I have messaged you this clip, Riley, if you'd like to take a look. This is the end of Resident Evil Five. All right, I'll have a look at this. But like the, it's just not as it's not as spooky. So the the, the setting's just more appealing to you. Yeah, it's just. It's, Sorry, are you watching this video? I'm watching this video right now. This is 1.2 million views. By the way, this is not a great thing to be doing on a podcast i was it's fine people do this all the time i was gonna watch it afterwards but sure no, no watch on the just pull it up it's fine just, just pull it up and watch it well on an audio the video is called resident evil 5 chris redfield versus boulder okay all right let's see all right i'm watching this now this is not we can just finish the podcast and then i can watch it. oh why is it oh my goodness he's just really giving it to the boulder yeah right really getting it in the push and then the push button becomes a hook button and he's just pounding on it also push for some reason here was like oh he does Wiggle just it. punch it doesn't he yeah um, and the the push button for some reason was like a um, like Wiggle a Mario button. Party twirl the Nintendo sixty four controller. Yeah, there you go, punch rocks. Okay, that's well, Chris for you. Great, excellent. This is good podcasting. All right, we're done, Dennis. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to send thanks in your along. short questions, four hundred word maximum. That's now. We may bring that down. Four hundred for now. That's generous. Maybe it'll come down, Dennis. We'll see. It may have to come down, yeah. We'll see. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks to John Kimcarad. Thanks to Channel Fireball. Anything else, Dennis, before we wrap it up this week? I think that is all. And I just want to let all you know. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And stay fresh, cheese bags.